So Frank, without further ado, I mean, I don't know why I said without further ado. Um, could you stop tapping your leg? So we're gonna have some banter in the beginning of the episodes, I just decided. We'll see how it goes today. What do you think about that? Oh, that sounds great. Okay, can we talk in a normal voice? Yes. Is that, yes, is that a normal voice? Do you wanna to go to the flea market today? Okay. I know that you're nervous. We don't need a shake. Let's just have a regular conversation. You've decided to ruin every single intro we've recorded so far. So let's just talk. What's going on this week? Anything you want to share with the audience? I'm very excited about getting a vat of artichokes grilled in olive oil. You? <laughs> My ass hurts. Um, I meant something about the week, not what you're looking forward to do today. Kite surfing on Wednesday. Okay. I wanted to talk maybe about news stories or something that's fascinating you this week. Some topic, like, you know, I'm a very big thinker. I tend to come to you with lots of random topics going through my head. I thought that maybe it would be a good idea to discuss some of those topics. Perhaps other people will also be thinking about the things I'm thinking about. What do you think about that? Like what? Sunday night Chinese food? What to order? So is all you think about food based on this conversation, because that's not what I was talking going for. I was thinking about real topics and conversations. I would like people to know and be aware that we don't just talk about Chinese food. That's not what I was referring to at all. Okay, food, water sports, and business. What are you talking about? That is that what you wanna talk about right now? Yes. <laughs> What do you have to say about those things? Those are things I'm most excited about for this week. I already left that. We, I left that conversation. I said I let's thought we were discussing topics. Things that interest us, like, as I said, maybe in the news or, you know, stuff like that. Am I a guest? Yes. Okay. Can you start over? Okay. We're going to start over. This is going to be a very long episode, but it's okay. Evan, is there anything this week that's on your mind that you would like to discuss? I don't think anything that would, would interest your listeners. I have a meeting on Monday, kite surfing on Wednesday. So if that's and not going to interest my listeners, then right. why? Like that's like when someone says that that's yeah. when someone says to someone like, "I'm I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you look disgusting." Like why? Why are you even saying it? If that's not going to interest my listeners, then what's the point of bringing it up? Let's talk about things. Like I'm sure that there's other things going on in your mind. Maybe we should go to the flea market, buy art supplies, you, and create a project. So you think that's interesting, my listeners? No, or just that's interesting. Let's talk about something interesting, like mon like monogamy. Uh, you know, I have a hard time saying words. Do you believe in monogamy? Mm, define that. Like, do you think that it makes sense to stay with one person for the rest of your life? Maybe. Why? What's the maybe? I don't know. I need to put more thought into this. I mean, it, it's not, I didn't have this planned. It was just something I'm thinking about. And now I can think about it out loud. Like the divorce rate now is very high. Back in the day, people stayed married because they died. They got married at 19, 20, then they died at 40. Now people are living to a hundred. So do you think that monogamy is something that will last? Do you think that's a social construct that should disappear? Or do you think that that is something that should keep going? Like, what are your thoughts on it? It's not like a hard, like, a, I'm not like asking for like a genius answer. I'm literally just wondering what you think I, about I it. I think that marriage is important to raise a family. And if you want to have kids, it, you know, you need to be. I think it's consistency and it's good for them to, to see, have feminine energy and masculine energy in the household. And I mean, or even if it's the same sex marriage, seeing, well, I guess I should be careful with that. But even if it is the same sex marriage to bring in different types of energies and different, you know, um, routine. So having a mother father relationship that's comfortable, I think that it makes sense to have okay do you think that but being married you know, is I different than being monogamous like well, I think that other, i think that i bringing women into a mat bringing well i a third remember party when, into a marriage well there's two a few different things i can say 
One, I've told you my theory about marriage. I think that there should be the same type of thing as a driver's license. Like you have to renew it after seven years. I think that you make some sort of prenup, postnup situation. And after seven years, you decide if you're going to stay together or you're not. And based on what works best for your family. And therefore, I think that it would get rid of some of the pressures of needing to stay together. So I think that it would make more people stay together. I told you that theory. Anyway, do I think marriage is necessary in terms or just monogamy? So I always said, I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about it once before. And I was like, I don't know the difference. You might as well just stay engaged. Like, why do you need to sign papers and do all that? Then somebody else that was with us made the counterpoint that let's say I was to go to the hospital and you wouldn't be legally allowed in the room because we're not technically married. So nobody can come into the room if I wasn't able to speak or something. So nobody would be allowed in the room until my mom got there because she's my family. So marriage for things like that is important. Also, of course, things like insurance and all those other type of things. So I think that I also think it's more of a commitment. Like last night, for example, when we got into a fight, you were like, I'm leaving tomorrow. If you were married, I would think and hope that you wouldn't come. I mean, by the way, I said fucking leave. And then you said you're leaving tomorrow. But I think that if we do you want me to leave tomorrow? And then I, what did I say? Yes, fucking leave. (laughs) But we're still here. Anyway, I think that if we were married, we probably wouldn't, it wouldn't be that simple. I mean, not that you're leaving. Well, we're, we're not talking about leaving forever. We're talking about leaving to go to New York. You're, you know, oh, I was talking about, I thought we were talking about forever. That's what. Where, where do you think I would go? Like, I, I thought like leaving. Australia? No, like leaving the relationship. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's another topic. Anyway, I don't even remember if I introduced Carolyn now. This is not an introduction, is it? Yes. Oh, God. I'm not sure if I introduced Carolyn yet, but if I didn't, Carolyn is a beautiful woman inside and out. That's who today's podcast is with. She's a nutritionist at Food Trainers, which is a private practice and company in New York. They also have a very amazing snack section to their website and practice, which I found tons of amazing goodies. So if you like good snacks that are nutritionist approved, definitely go check it out there. She provides so much interest interest info in this episode and i think that whether you identify with one part more than another there's definitely going to be stuff in here that you're going to either want to know more about or have experienced or just find really interesting so without further ado i hope you enjoyed me evan and i's odd conversation before next time i think i'll come in with an actual topic if you guys like that let me know and enjoy today's episode you can find Carolyn on Instagram at Carolyn Brown and her website, I believe is Fruit Trainers. Just Google Fruit Trainers NYC and all that information will come up. Enjoy. So I'm from Westchester, right outside of New York City. And I, um, yeah, so I, growing up, had a pretty healthy relationship with food. I was really lucky. My parents are very normal with food and not, um, they never watched what I ate. Actually, if anything, I was like wanting to gain yeah. weight. Um, so I was like mom, late to get my period thin? and all that. My mom, what'd you say? Was your mom thin? Yeah. So my mom, my mom's always, and like super active and we just were athlete, athletic family. So no like weird things that you know Actually, growing up. really none. And it wasn't until I got invited to a modeling agency when I was 16. That was the first time someone told me I had to lose. I, I mean, I was like prepubescent still. I like had barely gotten my period. 16, oh my God. And I someone. I at nine. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, stuff hormonally, that's like hormonal stuff is fascinating right. to me right now. Um, but yeah, I was really late developmentally. And then I went to a modeling agency and they told me I had to lose at least 10 pounds. And I didn't think I had, I don't like looking back at where I was, I was, you know, I'm very, I'm tall, but Right. I mean, it was really thin. And so that was the, I remember that's the last night I had a Coke, a Coca-Cola and a bowl, a huge bowl of pasta. Did did you know 
how to go about that? Well, my parents actually, my parents sent me to a nutritionist. They were like, we don't think you need to do this. We don't want you in this industry, but if it's what you, that was a smart thing for them. But if it's what you want to do, we'll send you to a dietitian um, who actually ended up like years later, helping me sort of get into the profession. Um, but it was the first time I ever thought about food and still like she gave me information, but I still, instead of listening to her, just wouldn't eat all day and then would eat a pizza at night. So I sort of made my own system, but it didn't actually, what ended up happening was like, I gained a lot of weight and then I went to college. Like the modeling thing never happened for me because I just sort of got over it and then went to college and gained like the freshman 40. <laughs> it was just like free. Did you used to weigh yourself growing up? No, probably not. But then I started getting a little bit addicted to it in like late. T- like, I think it was just like a little bit of a late, blo- late blooming. Right. And I was lucky that I was a little well, you bit weren't introduced late- to it later, but then it was like, bam. And I was like obsessed. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times girls do get into this profession because there's some disorder, like a little yeah, bit of disordered but, but eating. I history. also think that, I mean, we'll get into this later, I'm sure. But I think, Basically, every person I know has some sort of disordered eating thing. Definitely. There's like, some sort of w- food weirdness. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's a little it's bit. Like eating so much so fast, eating, you know, only at a certain time or having rules about bread. Like everyone in my, not, I mean, most people in my experience, I've noticed more and more like, I don't know any, I don't even know what normal food, food means. Yeah. There are a couple of exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, I think, especially where we live, um, absolutely. Most people do have some sort of disordered eating some mentality sort of, or something right. that, something you know, on. or self, some, um, like body dysmorphia. Right. Which is definitely a real thing. Okay. So then you went to college. Yeah. I went to, studying. I went to Tulane. I studied psychology and there I gained a lot of weight. My freshman year just was the first time I had like could eat whatever I want, whatever I wanted. Um, and my, and drank and, you know, like took advantage of, of New Orleans life. And then, um, it really caught up with me. I just didn't feel good. That's what I was just terrible. Did you have like a good, like, did you feel, when I was younger, I used to have like double D boobs and I was bigger than. Oh, really? Yeah. Like wow. the same thing happened with my sister. Yeah. It was very weird. I guess we like started because I grew up very quick at nine. I got my period. But I, and I was chunkier, but I always was like very, thought I was so hot. Like I felt good, even though I was eating like shit. Were yeah. You? I didn't. So I was like so body, like self conscious, I guess, at that point. And, um, yeah. And then coming home, I just didn't feel, I just, I really gained at least 25 or 30 pounds. Like, just, like you're such a small girl. Well, I, yeah, no, it, it was like, I really, I was like 30 pounds heavier than yeah. I am. But it was the best thing that's happened to me, honestly, because I can relate to people right. uh, really well. And I think it's like something like I, it's not, you know, it takes effort to like maintain, you right. know, a certain yeah. body. Now I, now I get that a little bit better than I think some dietitians do. Right. If you've never had to struggle with it at all. I think, yeah, I think um, it's actually really important too. Like yeah. to know, to have ups and downs and to realize like what it feels like or to know like what it feels like for someone to make a comment like about you know losing a ton of weight or gaining I mean, a ton of weight totally like, just have all, people look at you or yeah. the attention you get and that stuff is real and you know granted the weight gain and loss that we're talking about is not like obesity level not it still is just about feeling good in your body right. and I think that that's also something that's changed over time a lot to me too of like it's not about being skinny to at me it's all. about like feeling how's my good. energy how's my mood how do I feel in my skin yeah because I even talk about this with some of my friends and like the thinnest I mean to me I'm never thinking about losing weight that I haven't really ever had that since high school mm-hmm. now it's probably usually talking about gaining weight but um when I was my thinnest in college or whenever it was my parent one day I got on the scale and I was like mortified by the number I was probably eating more desserts and sugar and drinking more than I ever was, but I felt like shit, you know, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really coincide. Totally. Exactly. Um, yeah. Sometimes the way you're taking care of yourself, it doesn't totally translate to the scale. And actually that like when late years later, when I was also like my thinnest, like after a really bad breakup and horrible anxiety and stuff, it's like, we think of like skinny, miserable, yeah. like or being miserable and skinny as I like the goal. Float- I think I felt more bloated back yeah. then than I probably do heavier. Like you, cause you're not taking care of yourself. Things aren't regulating. There's a huge difference between skinny and healthy, which is right. another thing we should probably talk right. about. Right. Absolutely. So you went to school, you came back. How'd you lose yeah. the weight? Did you go back to that nutritionist? No, I didn't. It sort of just like organically. Then I like came home for the summer. I started working out. I was like definitely a little Did more your parents conscious. Make numbers at that point? Like, make no, no, no. My parents like truly thank God for them. They're very much like, you look great. Like That's amazing. How, however you feel. Yeah, I guess your best. I'm so fascinated by that. By like mom parent, dynamics. Truly. I mean, my mom, <laughs> I grew up with like, she, she used to model. She was like 5'11". Oh, wow. She was like 120 pounds. But now she eats like more than I think 
anyone, but I grew up noticing all, like they would just have frozen yogurt every day for lunch. Mm-hmm. And like, so of course I wind up having frozen yogurt every day for lunch and mm-hmm. then dinner. Um, and my mom's friends were all like these like really skinny girls, always trying all these yo-yo diets. And like looking back, I'm like, oh, that That's definitely why. has affected all of my siblings. And then even my dad used to like, I remember like not eat dirt, like when he was losing weight he was a wrestler so he like would okay. not eat i'm mean, not when i was growing up but he was in the past so like he wouldn't eat all day and yeah. he was talking about not eating all day right He's, like the conversations be, that are right. surrounding it'd be food. one thing like if like he just didn't say anything and then yeah. like like i don't even know if i would have noticed but he would be like yeah i'm not eating till five o'clock five o'clock five o'clock or like whatever the fuck he was saying and he would make <laughs> me go get him like a 16 handles with like cookie dough so like no wonder i like wound up like eating frozen yogurt literally for lunch and dinner for like a year totally i mean the way that our parents talk to us about food really can shape a lot of it and i even think about like with your clients now i'm sure like it's like you we call call them tiger moms we have a lot of them like if the moms call me and want to talk about their child's weight and this is especially true of a like more teenage crowd and in early 20s um but that's a little bit of a red flag to me or and my first question right. for people is like, when did you start thinking about food? The storyline, the psychology behind right. it is so important yeah, to sort of unravel. You. And it's to- crazy that, I mean, like that most people I think that wind up in this practice do have Right. Some sort of family or thing. Some sort of family thing or some sort of like past, yes, relation, relationship with food we all do. Right. And I think it's actually really, it's just important for you to know about it so that you're not sort of throwing your own stuff at, at yeah. someone too. But I think, yeah, so the mom, the mother and the, the father relationships too can be super complicated. But even if they're, even if the parents aren't talking about necessarily their kids' weight, like I see, sometimes I like think, I look at these people that are all trying to like quiet the noise or quiet the food talk but all they fucking talk about is food Sweet, right so to me i'm like isn't that kind of doing Mo- worse yeah. like sometimes i'm like it's not a rocket science. like when my friends come to me about it i'm like the more you plan totally. the more you do, like i don't know there's a fine line and it's different this is where it's like what works for one person shouldn't work for everyone and so some people do some people do meal prep i that's not something i sub- subscribe to um and some people do need to like really do therapy on that's food. sometimes it is too much work OB, OB yeah or something and really have a health issue but i think generally speaking like girls that are um or women or men actually that are you know just trying to lose a few pounds i'm like go with it like you know just you know what to do what you learn the tools exactly and it's, like, it's not more, as you get more obsessed sometimes you wind up eating like like this, that's to me, I, we end up thinking about food yeah, all day long, everything. And like, as you're finishing one meal, you're thinking, okay, when can I have 20 Which mil- is almonds insane in two hours? Exactly. And like, I think all that is so nuts. Like my boyfriend will be like, um, now I guess intermittent fasting is like the hot thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been intermittent fasting for like yeah. years. We always joke, we, Lauren and I, my business partner, yeah. I say that all the time. And my boyfriend now, I don't know if he's joking, probably making fun of me. He's like, are you fasting today? I'm like, I don't know if I get hungry at one, then I'm eating at one. Yeah. If I get hungry at Okay. But that's know? amazing. Cause you're in tune with your body right. now, more now. And you don't have to, you don't have to stick with any specific regimented right. plan in order to feel good. Like, to like me, that's it's, sort of, it's, it's so wild. Like these people, like, I think yeah. it's like, you're going to make people nuts. Yeah. And it does. And that's sort of where we do come in and it's like okay let's clear the noise and figure out what works specifically for you versus just like throwing you know and part of this is a little self-experimentation but I like to hold people's hands through that not just like throw throw them into intermittent fasting we're in touch every day if someone's trying yeah because it's Um, like based on when you wake up like everything is so different yeah so we like customize plans completely and I think that that's a really important part of this too there is no like if someone if I see a dietitian is like throwing the same plan at every single person that's a red flag to me yeah that's the one thing I like doing INN like I think that um, they really do a good job of making sure that the people that they teach, it's like bio-individuality. Yeah, they have yeah. Like this concept that like, I think, you know, every person is very, very unique. Right. And I'm sure that's what you, as we were talking about earlier, like people DMing you about like a vitamin regimen, like how the fuck. Yeah. And it's completely, it's really interesting. The more that we're learning about like testing and, and I'm in a functional and integrative medicine program right now too. And learning about like hormones. And, um, I actually just read a study that to like you and your sister could, um, eat the same, um, you know, same cupcake. And depending on what your gut bacteria is like, one of you could absorb actually 20% more calories from it. Um, which so over the course of the day, you know, you guys could have the same exact genetics and all of that, but based on who who's traveled where or what bugs you guys have gotten or what antibiotics you've right. been on, someone could one of you guys could end up actually gain like weigh, weighing almost so like twenty percent more. So I think like the stuff that we're learning now about genetics and again bi- like bio individuality for right. it's for like nutrition. explaining like 
like people are like, how does that supermodel eat like a burger? Yeah, well, they well, don't. Like, they probably, <laughs> they probably, that's their one thing that they have all day. Totally. And some people just, I have friends like this. I have a sister like this. Some people just, it's, right. it, it works in the other direction. Right. There's always something though. If it's not food, there's something, yeah. there's like there's another issue. Other yeah, it's no one's clear from having oh. like the stresses of life. And if it manifests in food, that's one thing. Yeah, we'll always manifest somewhere. So then Absolutely. you went to Tulane, you came home, yeah. you lost the weight. So I came home, I just sort of started eating normally. Then I think I was like dating someone. I went a semester at sea. Um, and just sort of my, my body like more leveled out, but I still was like, prone to fluctuations. Like I could gain, you know, five pounds in a week if I try. Five pounds is like nothing though. Like I think that like people, my friends that where the, I mean, I do not have a scale. My boyfriend's like, Oh, that's even more disorder that you don't weigh yourself. I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah. To me, how I feel about a scale is that even someone that is, is just maintaining their weight. Someone like me, for example, mm-hmm. uh, if I weigh myself, whether I think that it's not affecting me or it is, or it's not, it is. It is. It's, there. it's like, it's like, yeah. it's like, and why? Like, if I feel good, I feel great. I wake up. Like I probably look at myself in the mirror, like shamelessly and I'm happy. Then why, like, should I even look at a number? Right. You know? Like, yeah, I think hundred percent, I don't think it works for everyone. For us, we consider it like a unit of measurement. So I, so in my office, I weigh everyone backwards. So I literally turn them around and don't show them the number. I'll track it so that yes, we have like right. a measurement I understand that tool. Um, but I, for most people at home, like it's a little bit different if someone's a distance client and they have, that's, that is how they want to. Right. And some it's people fine. just, some people do like it. My and, mom like, weighs herself every day and she's like, it keeps me in charge. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever that means. But if yeah. that works for you and she's like a healthy woman, then that's and she's fine. not making herself insane. Yeah, over it. I just think that, but at the same time that it is like, if you're not going to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's like a whole, I have a whole thing about it. I just think it's better to, unless you're really trying to lose a certain amount of weight. Mm-hmm. It's, and you know what? We're going to, we're, to me, I'm realizing that we're not the only people that are feeling this way. Like I went to the hospital a few months ago because I had like a rib issue and I noticed on the chair they have like it's they have a weight thing so really the people on the scale anymore so it's like that simple and then I went to my doctor to get my blood work done and I realized like he didn't weigh me but the weight was there and so I guess somewhere that I sat that's crazy yeah I I think that's like pretty amazing yeah it's probably for like with people in wheelchairs maybe that's why they started but I think it's a good idea because like People don't and go to too doctor's appointments. Too much because, because they don't want to wait themselves. I mean, I have people who will tell the doctors ahead, don't tell me, or who then, or who come in after finding out what the weight is, freaking out. Yeah. Uh, it's like talking someone off a ledge Crazy. over, uh, over like a couple, if, you know, it could be a, a big weight gain, but sometimes those numbers really do unravel also, someone. You yourself, like you can drink a whole, like if I drink this whole thing of water. I say that all months. the time. I say like, if you have 16 ounces of water in the morning, you you're going to gain literally, that. Yeah. You literally um, could, it can be like four. Like I remember yeah. when I, at one point, my mom like had me getting weighed to gain weight. And uh, when I was way, way younger. And before I literally would just like chug a whole water bottle. G- gaining weight is as hard to do as losing weight. Well, there's, there's <laughs> two different things about it. Like I say that like, okay, so this summer I, um, Intention or having to gain weight, right. I should say, right. not it's like right. not like right. if you're you know yeah. trying to lose weight and then you're like, oh, let then, me eat all yeah. the ice cream. Yeah, that's but the it. thing is, like, it's also like a way of doing it. Like, I'm feeling good and healthy. So I don't know if you relate to this. It might sound strange to you, but for me personally, when I'm traveling, I happen to lose weight mm-hmm. because for me, and I think a lot of other girls in this business and that are focused on this like we have all of our snacks at home like mm-hmm. I have you know like I'm totally. you know it's not dinner is never just dinner I come home and I'm eating a whole thing of popcorn or, yeah. or some vegan ice cream or whatever it is when I'm traveling it's dinner and even if I have the dessert at dinner it's That's you know it's, it's a bite and then it's done yeah, so, we, I find that a lot too. When people go to Europe, they do so well because they're walking all day. Yeah. Portions are like normal. And it's like the and meal it's is good, the meal. Good quality food. The meal is the meal. And then you move on. Right. Um, and even if it's a more indulgent meal than you might have somewhere else, like people do typically no, lose I'm, weight I'm if they go away. Maybe serious. not like, like a semester abroad, but yeah, like. No. Like when they're like actually just travel, like weekend travel or, or, you know, a vacation travel, like even if you're having the brownie, mm-hmm. you're sharing it with the table and that's it. So for me, last year I was doing a lot of traveling. I don't know what happened I came home and I wasn't weighing myself but I put on a pair of jean shorts that like usually like the one pair of jean shorts I like to wear you know mm-hmm. yeah. Like, they're yeah they're one and they were like on the leg they were 
kind of big. And I was like, what? And then I got my period and I felt so weak for my period. Ah, and I was like, what is going on? Fascinating. Yeah. And I felt so, and like, I get bad periods, but not like a weakness. Yeah. So I wound up weighing myself. I had like a scale that was turned up. I weighed myself. And I remember I looked, I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah. how? I'm like, I feel like I've been eating more than mm-hmm. usual, but I realized later it's because I don't have my peanut butter and yeah, all, all the little things, things throughout the day are, are tons of tens of calories mm-hmm. that I mean not ton, or calories adding up and so right away like for me that time I was like okay I was like in a whole phase of being obsessed with making cashew milk <laughs> I and love it. I literally would just like that's what I, that's how I drink, drink the weight through, drink it through the day I was drinking cashew milk cashew cream rather like I was probably using like oh my god that sounds like heaven. it was yeah. amazing that I was started adding dates and like yeah. I was and then my other friends would be around me and they're like oh can I have something I'm like in my head I'm like this is like a weight gain yeah shake. I don't know like you should keep it <laughs> but I gained the weight right back and yeah. I felt good like that is a good way you know there's different ways to like gain the weight or or lose the weight and mm-hmm. still feeling healthy and hundred percent. I mean, that's what it's all about too. Of like not doing something that that's a temp that's temporary. Uh, I mean, for weight gain, yeah. At some point, you're probably not. Once right. you do regain it, you're not going to do that forever. But with weight loss, we always say like you're not. It's like losing weight and keeping weight off. You are not changing the way you eat that drastically. Right. Like the goal is to make this fit with a your lifestyle. actual life, not to like overhaul your life and do a plan for a week. It's just that the results are not going to last. Right. That is the one thing I did like about working in a factor. Like she's like, well, I'm not going to tell you to stop drinking. I'm not, yeah. you know, like, because that, like people say to me, they're like, oh yeah, if I stop drinking wine, every I'm like, it's not the one that's making you fat. It's the ice cream top you're eating after the one. With that's, the wine. You know? Yeah. No, totally. Like, the way that, the way that drinking sort of, um, Undoes your inhibitions. Yeah, you're um, like, fuck it, like this is fine. The I bread, the, the yeah. pasta, you end up ordering differently, and then you feel like crap the next day. You don't work out. You end up eating right. like whatever brunch food. Yeah, like the like you're spoiling yourself because you think that like the greasy stuff is going. It's help such a lot. I know that's such a Which bullshit is, one. Especially now, like you can still have like fanning like um like indulgent foods like from peace food cafe totally and still feel i know i always better. say that's the kinds of like i can find you an upgrade for anything if you like cheetos i will find you yeah, literally. like the, a better version of that and it really is just like improving your vices a little bit right. um and it same with drinking quick, too just like switches. yeah i mean i don't think like unlimited drinking is like a thing anymore especially like the older i get too that's just like not same. feasibly possible um but i also think that like yes you cho- again choose what the thing is that you love well, that's, it's if it's dessert like if it is thing. drinks if it's um yeah if it's like bread if that's the thing that you like, can't live without cool we'll right. figure out how to like work that into your uh, situation thing. just don't like l- don't say like none of these ever because then it just it literally won't and then, last yeah, more than five exactly. days and then you feel like it's like you're giving yourself this treat and being good and being bad comes into it and mm-hmm. i don't like any of that like yeah. my sister's like a I've been bad this week. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, right. you have to enjoy a few meals. Right. Like, that's not I bad. Know, I that's know. It's good. I mean, ish. But then I also go back to like feeling like shit. Okay. Anyway, so you, <laughs> you um, let's go back to you for so, a second. Yeah. So the storyline really just like after Tulane, I, um, and actually I went on semester at sea, which was like a really important p- part it's of like amazing. learning about food for me and learning about different cultures and just like starting to really enjoy food. I was a super picky eater when I was growing up. And so like to have, Japanese food in Japan, you know, like right. those sort of things really um, so open like my eyes. Yeah. And like the food is not just food. It's about like, it's, the you process. know, even if we go out to dinner, like with friends too, it really um, is about the company. And like, that's where, like, that's why I think like wine is good for you. It's because you're with your friends having fun. Right. It's exactly not because wine yeah. is veritable really. Right. Um, so that, that sort of stuff like opened my eyes. And then when I was finishing up college, um, I was in a sports nutrition class and separately I had gone to a um, marketing agency for like an internship and a guy was just like super creepy. And I was like, I will never work for a man. <laughs> I want to work for myself. Like, I, I don't know. I had this like spark. And that day I was like, I'm going to go into nutrition. And at that point it wasn't cool yet. So my parents were like, you're going to do what? Like, I don't, we well, don't. There's also all like the science-y courses that didn't freak you I, out. No, I mean, I, I think at that point I was saying it did, but it ended up, I actually really loved the science since I got into it, like orgo. I mean, it's nutritional orgo here. So it sort of makes sense from like a proteins, fats, and carbs. You're learning about things that are like actually okay, are like you need logical. To, that yeah, You need to, I can kind of know. Like I think yeah. that's the other problem. I mean, I don't use that in my day to day. Right, but still like to understand like how everything's being processed, processed and, and like, like all those things. Yeah, and like, being able know. to read someone's labs and, and things like that, definitely. Right. Um, so I moved to Colorado really quickly and then came Wait, quickly came where, back. Is your family here still? 
family's here. Yeah, but I was dating someone, moved out to Boulder, was taking classes at CU, uh-huh. and then um, decided to come to NYU. We moved back to New York and decided to go to NYU. And so NYU was just was really interesting. I mean, it was like a perfect spot for me. A lot of people who have gone through, gone, you know, who are in New York, um, who are dietitians, have gone through the NYU program. Yeah. It's a really good connections there. Um, so I did that and it ended up like, I really just like dove right in. I was lucky. I didn't have a, have time between undergrad and grad school. I went straight in. So by the time I was in RD, I was like 25. Right. Which is like, on like, which is really, really which is of. pretty young. Like, Cause most like people do of, choose it as their second right. career. And then the three years of school and the internship and all this other stuff. Yeah. 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 So then how did you, did you start working at did food trainers? Did you guys yeah. Lauren and I together? connected. Oh my gosh. It was like one of those just like total synchronicity moments. I know I met her, I met her through, through a friend and, um, she had gone to Tulane. She's from New York, went to Tulane, so went on Smith Street C, went to NYU and we both did our final like thesis thing at NYU on like vitamin D intake and in funny in like weird populations so So meeting her was just like this aha moment she's about she's a couple years older than me and so it was just she she as soon as we met was like well would you want to start seeing clients here And, and then I think I left and she was like Oh wait! I need your resume, and I need like yeah, I need, I need r- recommendations, sure like, like that person. Yeah, yeah, but it was from then on. You know, we've been together about like eight years now, wow. um, and it's like the most amazing work environment ever. And she's like incredibly supportive, um, and we see a little bit different clients too. We have like different styles. Yeah, I, I think it's say, taken like, a while. How does it work? Yeah, she sees a little bit older, like the older clients, and I see more like those twenties, like early thirties, and also like teens that are juniors too. Right. Um, and so, and also like if someone, we also chat about if a new client's coming in, we'll see who's, like the, who's best the best fit. fit. Right. Um, usually we have an idea based on what someone's interests are. Yeah. It's just the two of us now. And we have someone who runs our, runs our life. Right. Uh, there too, who's amazing. And so we also have like a small store there. So we get to like, we try all the snack I products. I think I found out, um, <laughs> I follow you. I'm now I follow you on my real Instagram, but on my fake Instagram, I've been following you for, I don't know, a few months or maybe oh, actually a few years, but I found, um, this black sesame, like tahini. Oh, uh, so good. And it, like the Japanese one. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So I we're just know, like, I can't find that anymore. Is that I, I would think that was like an Amazon thing. Yeah. yeah. We just like love finding really good products that are also made by small businesses. So it's not stuff that you're always going to find in Whole Foods. Right. Well, like that stuff is totally important. We're like okay who are the people doing cool stuff that we want to support yeah. so it's like really curated little shop we I usually have that. like 20 or 25 products at a time um and is it just a way to get people also like if someone's traveling like you're saying earlier like we'll get them stocked with products someone's at their desk or someone's like a mom on the run um sort of for right. all different life circumstances we found that it's like the difference between knowing what to do and doing it is the prepper is the planning right. piece, but not overthinking it so just having exactly. something stocked in your and how do you get people to not overthink it I mean that like by coming in and actually really, really planning it, um, by sort of thinking it through yeah, ahead of time and doing a walkthrough with us. So it's like, yes, there's a loose plan, but also plan with flexibility too. So I think that that's a key of it too, of like, you also need to be able to like eat on the run, but here's our got, here's like our database of of our best picks at Sweetgreen. And, you know, like, so sort of putting the, the, um, missing links in people's hands in that way. And like giving them the knowledge and letting them apply it to their own life. Yeah, exactly. And accountability is huge too. I mean, that's sort of the difference. So how does it, so most people that come to you guys, are they all, are they trying to lose weight? Yeah, I would say like 90, or even if weight is secondary, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, I would, I would have a couple of guys who try are trying to gain weight, but really it's mostly weight loss and then health stuff or just energy or, um, like post or trying to get pregnant or fertility is big right now. So it's cool because I've moved through the life phases with a lot of my clients too. So at first we were like in our twenties and people are like partying and then people are starting to get married and then people are now starting to have families, um, which is amazing. So I was like getting, I'm learning about it too, as we go with like prenatals and that sort of stuff. Um, but then we do like, I guess a big part of it too, of in our twenties and early thirties is like the wedding sort of uh, mentality and trying to not, yeah. Wanting someone to look out, getting, helping someone look the way they want to look in a healthy way. Right. Cause there's plenty of ways to do it. Totally. And a lot of times we see, we do see like girls just go nuts before their weddings and then they regain all of the weight um, and are really unhappy after. (laughs) So do people come in now, like there's all these hot things like being keto Mm-hmm. Um, does that something that comes up? Yeah, absolutely. And we, I mean, keto is not so. Could you also explain to um, the audience what keto is? Yeah, keto is just like a really so basically. Um, 
it's a way to not have our insulin and blood sugar like move at all. So it's just super, super high fat, limited protein, zero carbs, um, including fruit sugar too. So, and even some, some vegetables, I think they would say would have too many carbs. So it's really like coconut oil, butter, lard, like fatty, fatty is that, diet. Is staying, is being in ketosis or being on mm-hmm. keto sustainable for a life? Absolutely not. The only time I would say, the only time I would recommend it personally is if someone has like, um, has not narcolepsy, um, epilepsy. epilepsy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's how it came out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that is really the only time, um, from a research perspective that I've seen it be really worthwhile for women in general. It's not great for our hormones to I eat just no carbs. How anybody can think it's not that, like, night. It's not like fun. You, you can't sick. live. I think you get sick before you like go into ketosis. Yeah, you I'm do. Like, why would anybody, we call it the paleo flu. A lot of the time when you really cut carbs, um, you can get the achy sort of sick, sick feeling. And when you um, say cut carbs, are they people referring to like completely cutting out apples have carbs? Like, yeah. So generally, so in, on keto, yes. On paleo, not so much, but, um, in general, like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of fruit and of carbs too. Like we need carbs. And I think also when we take them out completely for longer than like a couple of days or a week, um, you when you add them back in your body, it really like holds on to that. So the goal is to me is not, um, so like, and, and carbs are energy too in the purest yeah. sense and like yeah. our bodies run on them. So, so it's like, like all this stuff is energy. So yeah. I mean, like, I think that, I mean, I understand I am obsessed with food. You know, I love food, but it's wild sometimes that like, I think that we forget that like food is just really energy. Absolutely. And, but, and it's meant to be enjoyed too. So it's like say, a but that part too. Like, but I it's think not, that, um, yeah, it's not like pun- eating this way isn't pun or eating healthy is not meant to be like punishment. And I think that that's now, like a this, thing. Everything is amazing. Everything can be delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it does just like take a little bit of effort and just like getting over it. Like there's a, that there's just a mentality of like, Oh, I have to eat right. vegetables, but like, no, you get to eat vegetables I and they're it's delicious. Crazy. I, was, I think I said this on another podcast that I did. Maybe it didn't come out yet, but like my brother is still in, the like he eats like he's like 21 mm-hmm. and I'm like if he had not that these are like good for you but let's say like the Brussels sprouts at the Smith like totally they're, oh amazing, God, they're, they're, they're like you know? infamous too yeah they're amazing it's like, a great gateway or even like my air fryer the way I make the Brussels sprouts like you would like there's no way you don't wouldn't like that like with the aioli or like a great dipping sauce like now vegetables back in the day like I feel like diet culture like even when I first lost my first bit of weight um when I was in high school, I became like best friend. There's a whole other story, but I became close with my trainer. And then I became really close with this like anorexic girl at the gym and how I lost my first like chunk, which I needed to probably lose was like chicken burgers and like steamed broccoli. Mm-hmm. Cause back then, like that's what you did. Oh, yeah. Looking back on that now, like I, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously amazing chicken burgers that have like feta cheese and stuff, but totally. not the one I was eating, you know, like yeah. I was like, you know, as I was saying that my sister's so regimented with like these like diet foods that like now you realize that like, you know, there's so many good things. Totally. And that's not sustainable, right? right. Like how long like, did you say on that? I, I also think like, that's why I started eating frozen yogurt. Cause yeah. it's so gross. Yeah, exactly. So sort of you, you're allowed to eat calories and you should eat, you right. know, eat real food and like eat food with good fats. And that's also something I see a lot of girls come in first of all, afraid of carbs and afraid of fat. And so my first thing is like, okay, let's work on one at a time right. too. Um, Cause a lot of times also if someone's coming in um, eating none of those things like they're and, and then their weight has plateaued. They're like not losing any weight, even though Do you it's have people that come in that are coming in to like lose weight and you're thinking like they're we di- sometimes I more. Look, we need to add more. 100%. Right. Sometimes I look at other people's diets and I'm like, if I was to eat like that, I think that I'd be like, gaining weight yeah it, well actually you know? your body does hold on to it a little like hold on to weight a little bit if you're not eating enough that's right. like a true that's a thing huge, that's why like on the weekends girls will gain so much weight because they're oh not my gosh total, that's like I, I that's something i'm seeing so often and i don't know if i'm just heightened awareness no. or it's actually happening more it's, but I, people I who eat like two different people so it's like jacqueline hyde eating like on the week you're so like quote unquote good yeah. um and then on the weekend it goes off the rails like you're never going to see progress in fact you're going to gain oh, weight no, yeah, if, monday you're going to still be like shit i don't care if you have like your Right. Isn't it well, amazing yeah. that you can feel good it, on a Monday morning? Like, it's literally <laughs> insane. And it's amazing. And sometimes I remember back in the day when I was like 
way younger and being like, a oh, Sunday isn't a good day. I'm not going to bed, like feeling a, a food coma, disgusting. Yeah. Like that's absurd. Like what kind of mentality is totally. that? Totally. And then you wake up Monday, like in a, in like a head blur, sort of like groggy. Um, yeah. No. So that's always something that I like love to prove to people. So it's like you, you can wake up feeling good every day. You, every what about day, but a cheat day or cheat meal? Do you? So not cheat days or cheat meals. We call them treat meals. Like you can to- like absolutely have one a week, have something that you really look forward to once a week. That's like, I mean, my brother has a pizza restaurant, for example. And so like we go there and it's like, I'm right. not worried about, not eating. I, I'm not, not eating pizza, Yeah, but I will bring like green juices for everyone. Like, Hey, I'm That's definitely so that person. But like, otherwise the next meal is back on track. It's not like, a, it's just not a big deal. Right. And I think also when you don't look at those things as big deals, like your body doesn't hold on to that in that sort of guilt ridden way. Right. But do you think that like, let's say, like, do you think it's important to do that? Like, let's say you weren't craving the pizza that day. Like, yeah, no, don't do it. If you, yeah. Like it's if you, totally if your family. Like be like, why are you eating? Like what? No, I mean, my family wouldn't, but I know that that's a thing for a lot of people. And I do think like there has to be some flexibility. Like I, I do have some things for like family holidays, for example, it's like eat food made with love. Like right. don't make, don't be a crazy person and fr- like with other people, especially if it's important to like eat what you want to eat. If you want to eat like a million burnt tons of burnt broccoli or you want to eat yeah. the stuffing. Like I don't, I would never usually eat stuffing. Let's say I, mean, I would make thing. it myself. Yeah. I wouldn't order it, but I tried it the other night and I was like, this is fucking unbelievable and you would have missed it and i couldn't stop eating it yeah that's another problem but like that the thing is like have it because you're not usually gonna have it i, I totally agree you know? and i think that like a holiday holidays or n- nights out it's like it's one night right if that's not if that's it's happening not three nights a week right. then like yeah we need to look at what's going on are you eating enough during the day earlier like what's setting you up to like gravitate towards these foods all the time right but when it's once in a while like that I, I think that's, that's we fine. want you to eat normally. That. I want people to be able to live in New York City and like go out to the go out to like these amazing restaurants and go be fun with their friends right. and not have it. to have everything surround their food preferences all the time. Like strictness is something um, that I'm really trying to help people move away from and just like including Enjoying that flexibility. Life. You can you actually can do that and be, like get to your weight goals, right? Which I think is like why we've been successful. Food trainers like showing people yeah. how to do that. People are like, with, like loose rules. Like I mean, I'm not someone who's opposed to rules either. No, I think that you need loose to. rules. The but like also someone needs to know what like works about which one works waking up like with my skin if i don't you know if i'm not taking care of my skin like, it's gonna you know, act out yeah. if you're not paying attention to not just feeling good but what you're actually putting in your mouth like yeah you're gonna gain some weight yeah uh, yeah exactly so i think it's just so it's an awareness and also just uh, like being easier with gentle more gentle on yourself too and not getting into the black and white like extreme cheat uh, cheat good right. bad it's not um, mentalities like and learning to how to move away from that so i think for me actually that changed because of therapy that wasn't really nutrition related right. that was much more time like twice a week with my therapist every week where it was just like oh, okay this is the, these are the words i use right. and like i would i would always say like bingey which is like cute you know making something like cute and she's just like no it's like not you know be careful the words cute. you use ma- matter too in the way that you're talking to yourself or talking about the food stuff um is really really important right so i think i think that there's so much more even even going off that like the way you eat your food how fast you yeah. like i i watch my boyfriend eat and i'm like what we haven't spoken yet like wow, like yeah. it's fine to sit down and talk totally. and like have a slow meal and he's and now it's getting better but i think so many people just eat so quickly yeah and um, food behaviors are so important the way we use food, but also the way that we enjoy a meal. Um, and I think, and are you from New York? Yeah. Yeah. So we eat fast. We move fast. We talk fast. We, yeah. uh, we do everything just, fast. Like, we think fast. That's, why, that's one thing I think that the wine thing is good. And I want to talk briefly about that as well. But like when you are having wine, two things, one, I don't know if this is just me, but I find that when I'm drinking wine, um, I wound up eating less. You're not, you're oh. maybe more focused on like, I mean, I like, like, you like your wine. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like wine. like, I'm more focused on like that maybe than, mm-hmm. I don't know, the meal. Is that something? Yeah. I mean, it's, that's something that's different for everyone. I think that that could get someone into like a dangerous situation too. Maybe if they like just end up only drinking oh, then God. or no, whatever. I could never but, do that. But, yeah. But I think it's like, it is a nice, it's like a beautiful part of a meal. And uh, like, that was something I learned so much on the semester C. And then I did like a nutrition program in Italy for a summer. Um, and it was really cool because that is all about the relationship with with the relationships surrounding food and just like the slowing down being together what food stands for versus like the nutrition of it all so do people um, come to you asking like what is the best alcohol to drink what yeah totally so i want to tell <laughs> i mean probably from like a sugar perspective it's tequila um and so and also just yeah from a if you're trying to like 
if, if weight loss is a goal, like a tequila soda or even like a vodka soda would be totally fine. I mean, I love wine. Um, I, I think drink what you like and just watch the number more than anything like per week. And are you drinking on every weeknight? Well, I think it's more of the relation. So, it's the behavior. Right, like it's getting so back to what behavior. you just said. Like, I think that I, up until maybe three months ago, I'm not kidding. And sorry if you're, anyone's going to judge me, but I think that probably 95% of the nights I was having wine. Yeah, Not a lot, but I come, it was the routine. I get home at whatever time, 5.36, I open the bottle of wine, we figure out what we're going to eat. And mm-hmm. that's it. I maybe had a glass and a half, if that, but that was just like how I live my life. Yeah. I am, see, I don't think that there's a problem with Me either, that, but, but time, it can, like, sometimes it's weird. Make- like, I don't know. Like now I feel like I, weird is the wrong word, but like looking back on that, literally this, so my dad passed away in August. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, um, I noticed that like the wine, first of all, during like the week after that, I don't even like remember, obviously yeah, <laughs> just like tons of tons yeah. of drinking. Um, but, um, I noticed that like the glass of wine turned into like, it wasn't me necessarily. Maybe it was like most, my boyfriend was drinking a lot too, but it was like a bottle a night. Mm-hmm. And I like, did not feel good. Like I think yeah. that like my gut wasn't like I wasn't processing food the right way. I yeah. felt like I was in a food coma every single night. I mean, your liver is like what detoxifies your body too. Yeah. So like, I literally, and that's what I want to talk about too. But talking about food combining in a second because I don't know much about it. But I think that my I think I maybe started doing it. Um, but anyway, so I start realized how much we were really drinking, and I was like, why am I? And oh, then I never get sick. And one day we went to brunch and then after brunch, I was like, the night continued and I don't ever drink during the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been a thing for me. Cause I guess I get too tired. I'm like, wait, whatever. And I threw up. And so the next day I obviously wasn't having yeah. wine after throwing up. And then I was like, I'm not going to have wine for a little while. And then like a week turned into like two weeks and I just like, wasn't craving it. Then I think it was Valentine's day and I had a glass of wine and then it, you know, it's just, now it's like probably five times a week or four mm-hmm. times a week. It's just not the automatic thing when I get home. Right. But that's actually a great thing. So you're right. rewriting your behaviors exactly. a little bit. And sometimes it does take a hard stop on some things to see how, like, why are you, why you were using it? How often it really, like how, how much is enough and how much is too much. Right. I think everyone sort of has that number for me. It's like between two and three glasses of wine. I don't feel good the next day. Like I can't right. function optimally. I have yeah. to see clients. Like I don't feel like the best version of myself. And I started to realize too, like I was putting so much effort and work and time and energy and money into like going to therapy and doing all these things. And I was like directly like it? giving myself anxiety right. by like drinking every night or drinking, having a couple of glasses yeah, I just of wine. This girl, I don't know if you know her, Vanessa, Vanessa Fitzgerald. She had done, she's like, I did. So she did an Adderall detox. She's off of oh, Adderall like gosh. a year. I need to and, listen. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Um, but she was like, I'm doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Like exactly what you just said. She's like, I've done Reiki, like everything. And she's like, the one thing I haven't changed is getting rid of the Adderall. I know I did. I had, a, I did Adderall like, or I used to take it like in my tw- early twenties too. And like that to me, it was, it's like so toxic for Do your you body. you still take it? No, no, no. I haven't taken it in like 10 years, but. Do people come in with. People come in on it a lot and it messes up your food too. It's like. But like, I don't know, like, does it? Because I feel like after a certain point, like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am wrong. Doesn't your body get used to it? Like you're going to eat what you're going to eat. It's sort like, of well, for you're some gonna people. get hungry when you're going to get hungry. I don't know. Um, it still does have a little bit of an uh, um, appetite suppressant effect. So whether you eat through that or whatever, like I just find that people who take it a lot of times skip whatever the next meal well, would they be. Try, and then you overeat later. To do that. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other dangerous part of it too. But I just am finding like a lot of clients do want to come get off of it. And then it's a huge deal on your body. Um, and it's the same with like birth control, like these medications that we've thought are normal um, for, for like past two decades or so. Um, are, are they a really big deal? Okay, tell me about get me off of Splenda. Like I, I don't oh my know, gosh, I'm addicted. It's poison. To it. like, I'm not kidding. I'm li- I literally yeah. think I'm addicted. Like yeah. I do all the things. Right. And so I'm what like, I like um, so a couple of things about it. It's really bad for your microbiome. It's like your gut bacteria. It sort of it actually kills them, um, okay. and it makes you crave way more sugar. Yeah, um, because so the more I sweet you eat, the more. Just, like I just got swerve or something. Like mm-hmm. I try everything. Done, like stevia monk fruit. Yeah, but stevia, like it tastes like stevia. Yeah. And I think I actually like the way the Splenda tastes. Well, so what I would say first for you is like cut back if you can. So I, how many do you use a day? I mean, it depends. Like, like what I'm. This okay. It doesn't matter. Like, Everyone I mean, has their thing. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know. Like four or five. Yeah. Okay. So four. I would try to cut back to like three at first. Um, and I have people do. I have still have, I have clients come in who's are drinking diet soda too. It's the same thing. I can't. 
get over that. Like, I think that's insane too. But like, you know, everyone has but, like their thing. Yeah. I guess like this, this one thing to me it's, is my thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so the first thing is replacement for it. So I would say like, I would rather someone have real sugar than have Splenda. I don't even know what it tastes like real sugar, like in coffee. Yeah. So try and see how many spoonfuls you'd actually need in order to, to, um, equal the sweetness of Splenda. Like Splenda is just fake sweetness. Right. Um, it's like, it's not, and nothing's ever going to taste this sweet again. Like fruit should taste sweet to you, but if you just had Splenda, it's not gonna. Right. So, to, so another thing that you can do, we do sa- what we call savory days at fruit, food trainers, which are like absolutely no sweets whatsoever. So just for two days to commit to it. See, I just started, like I said, I think I'm having my like aha moment with food and understanding my body. Yeah. And I think that like, I like sweet and savory. Obviously I go, not obviously, but I tend to go back and mm-hmm. forth. Like as I told you, I'm a big snack person. And all of a sudden it's like popcorn, then like pudding. Okay. Yeah. Know? And the days that I just do the savory, what you're telling your clients to do, I feel so much better. Yeah. So then that's your answer. And so sometimes also, cause you're having it in coffee, I assume. Yeah. So the very first thing that you taste all day is something extremely sweet. So for the whole chemicals rest of the, the day, chemicals are the first thing you're having is a perfect way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's just, it's like kind of wreaking havoc on your body. The very first thing you're doing is not something that's that's going to in any way. And like, we want everything to be, everything you're eating to be beneficial for you, but Splenda and this artificial stuff is actually just damaging. Um, so I think like, I'm, I'm really nervous about what we're going to see long-term with fertility for it with, um, like with, yeah, it definitely affects our hormones. Um, and it just can actually make you gain weight. Not that that's a concern for you, but like it actually, for most people, the more sweet you eat, the more sweet you crave again. So we want you, I would rather again, someone eat real sugar. Right. Um, and you're not going to, you're going to be more conscious of that. Totally about quantity of that. Um, um, yeah, so I think we're going to really start to see people move away from it. And like we're, we do stevia, we have drop, we use a dropper yeah. that actually is like a, a little bit better. It's less of that metallic aftertaste. Yeah, I've, I, um, I think I've seen it like But that. also start using cinnamon and stuff too. There are some things that can sort of bridge a gap yeah, for you. Like when I was doing the cashew sweet. milk, I was like, first I did taste and I'm like sort of addicts one. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm like ruining. You make the effort. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> You're halfway yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So start, I mean, I would rather you do dates. Definitely. Like yeah. have the real sugar. It's not going to And then as we said, it's going to, you're going to be more like attentive. conscious of the quantity okay i wanted to, so spunda that's one thing i wanted to know about celery juice like oh uh, yeah people keep asking me about it yeah and i don't feel to have the proper knowledge to answer but what i've been saying is it's water uh-huh. and like if any way you're getting more water it's gonna be Good. beneficial yeah. but do you think it's actually yeah like- i don't think that it's what it everyone's saying it is i think if you were eating like crap first thing in the morning you're eating like a bagel or a donut right. or something and it's then you started having celery juice like yeah you're gonna Amazing. feel awesome yeah um people do say there's like skin benefits um there are certain uh like yeah autoimmune disorders that it seems like people feel really good on it and there's just no there's, there's all anecdotal research which i'm not opposed to mm-hmm. um i just think it depends what your other habits were to begin with right and it's, it's like an extensive like one like go have a glass of water with lemon yeah that's free it's uh, like free <laughs> um so my first thing is like i mean i've, t- I've done celery juice and it's i think it's delicious i don't think i think that it doesn't it's not harmful in any way to add in you don't need it Right. Um, so drink more water. Eat what do more you vegetables. do first thing in the morning? What is your thing? A huge glass of water, about like probably like a two. It's like sixteen ounces. Do you pay lemon. attention to how much water you're drinking in the day? Um, I just try to drink as much as like, like I'm like a chronically dehydrated person. And especially if I'm going like hot yoga or spinning or something, uh, I try to like front load my day. I try to drink as much water as I can early in the day, just because I know as the day goes on, I'm probably not gonna, but I also drink a lot of tea at the office now too. I've turned into like one of those weird old ladies. Do you drink coffee? <laughs> uh, yeah. I drink coffee with like a splash of half and half and cinnamon. And real half and half. Real half and half. Real milk. So is this, is your opinion on that? Because it doesn't have a million gums and all these different things. In it. Um, I don't mind almond milk or any of that stuff. No, but but how, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the almond milk, almond breeze. Like, oh yeah. That is filled totally. with. We like like milk, right. they're, but Those they're expensive. Fine. They're just expensive. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just prefer like the taste of half and milk. Just a little bit of the real deal is not harmful. I'm fine with dairy um, personally. Like it's, it's very like individualized if I would subs- time, yeah. would recommend it for someone if someone doesn't feel good with dairy it's like a hard no um for me it works and like I love it it's like my happy little it feels like a treat every morning but is there different dairies that affect you more like I think like skim should just be banned <laughs> like right. it's so but I think it's the same thing with the almond breeze type of stuff like people will ask me as well like um what do you think about having almond milk in my coffee I feel so bloated and flatter like, that's probably carrageenan so that's actually probably you're totally right there are some ingredients in almond milk and terrifying um that are like gum and stick and stabilizers and thickeners um yeah so definitely like yeah, get conscious water and also like how I like oat milk too has um, oil. has canola oil in which it which is insane I, the way that the people who prom- are promoting it i think it's not like juice press now which it is, is not good oatly is that juice press yeah it's not there's there are other oat milks that 
um, like that milked oats. Like there's other yeah. companies that have it. It up being super high in sugar too. It's like fine if someone is doing a splash so of that. No, I, I, I've done it like a long time ago, but then I think I found out about the canola oil yeah, thing. I'm like, okay, I'd rather just worst. do half and half. Like, right. That's yeah, what I say. I'm like, stuff. it's better just to have like the natural source. You look at ingredients and see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're making your own cashew milk, that's amazing. Well, yeah, I have a friend, my friend Abby has um, a great recipe for like coconut oh, creamer and it's literally just a can of coconut milk, I think with water. Right. Like, that's a, that's it's a so easy. That's a great thing to do. So if you yeah, or need a need a replacement, a non-dairy replacement, okay, try to do, do Abby's yourself. Abby, food, Abby's food court. She's the best. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are, yeah, I think that having a little bit of the real deal is like the way to go. Yeah. Sugar. And what about, and milk, I want to ask you about after dinner stuff. Like, do mm-hmm. you you think if you're just trying to maintain your weight well actually let me back that up what i meant earlier about food combining is i think as i said even prior to my dad passing away i always went to bed feeling like too full ah like uncomfortably full mm-hmm. like that was just like the normal and at for then like three years ago i went to the hospital because i my stomach i woke up i looked like an african child yeah and they did a whole test on me and they said that i was lactose which now looking back on it, they didn't do a proper test. And uh, I have IBS, obviously, like everybody else in the world. Um, But, and so I, then I kind of stopped having dairy for a while. And, but I don't remember until recently, like the last time I was going to bed, like feeling like normal every night. And what I've noticed now that I think I've, I've, I basically, I don't subscribe to saying I'm anything, you know, Mm -hmm. like labeling myself, but I basically, I don't even want to say I'm basically vegan because I'm not. I have eggs. I have dairy Mm -hmm. sometimes. But the majority of my food is vegetables. And vegetables are like the most bloating thing in the world. And I think that I've always been having tons of broccoli. Like broccoli was my thing. And recently now I've been, and I never was a salad person. I don't want salad. Yeah. I want cooked food or roasted food or whatever. Recently I've kind of been having... I always like, even if I just chop, like if we order it from somewhere, I'll still chop up an iceberg lettuce and eat that with the food or mixed in or before or something. And I find that now, and I've eliminated broccoli, like basically yeah, completely. And now I feel like I'm, and I've added in more tahini opposed to tomato sauce. Like what is food combining and am I doing it? Like, I don't, so I don't no. do food combining. I don't, that's not really, so food combining, I think of it as like having fruit. So like eat, having each thing sort of on its own and not putting like putting fruit with dairy, for oh, example. Okay, so, that's um, so I think of it more as like having the, having them sort of separately. Um, cause your body does create digestive enzymes, which actually was one of my thoughts for you. Like maybe you need to be on enzymes oh and stuff God, to help awesome. your body. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see your, sometimes your list. I think it's like, too many. It might, it might be. Yeah. Sometimes we are just really are like overprescribed with supplements and yeah. that stuff too. Like I think that's that there's a time and place for them. Too. You see like a new thing and then I'm like, Oh, yeah. try this. Let me try that. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know what works. Working. I'm like, I don't know. So one of them are, <laughs> you know, like, totally, like, totally. Something. Um, yeah, it's good to input, add one thing in at a time for like two or three weeks so that you have an idea of like, okay, this one's the thing that's helping me. Right. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I think of food combined. Like, I do think it's great to be in touch with what how specific foods make you feel. Like, I, I think people can take that to the next level um, from like a sensitivity thing. But I think it's good to be like, okay, broccoli's not working for me yeah, right like, now, why and that's I actually super so super common. Fun. Like the cruciferous veggies, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, Whatever, even like kale can really make people stomach descend and make people super bloated. They're rough. They're like right. the rough sort of greens. Um, so those are the ones that I'm like, okay, A, cook them always. Like try to not have, or if you're sensitive to that, mm-hmm. um, don't have raw food. But then if that's not working for you, go for the softer things. Go for the like spinach. Go for mushrooms. Go for like right. bell like, peppers. I feel like a completely different person. But yeah. I also think that um, when you're not eating like meat or like a heavy protein, you wind up eating so much of the other oh, stuff. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. Like, Sometimes. So first of all, what I say about like your day going to bed, feeling really full, I would look at what's happening earlier in the day and are you eating, like, you eating yeah, enough early been, in the day? Binging is the wrong word, but eating too much at night. At night Cause I, well, you mentioned earlier a little bit about like you intermittent. naturally intermittent yeah. fast, which is, which is cool. Like whatever, however your body, um, like whatever your body clock is great. Uh, but I find a lot of times if people are overeating at night, you're just waiting maybe a little bit too long to eat breakfast. And like, um, and so then definitely what it is. And so then you end up, you do, end, and then you're not hungry because you ate so much at night that then it sort of like puts you right. in this rhythm. I mean that rhythm. Right. So exactly. for for a couple of days, I would say like try to have breakfast by like, t- I don't know what your normal time is, but like by 10 or 10.30, it doesn't have to be at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Even if it's like a 
peanut butter and apple. Totally. Totally. Just a little something. Um, right. It doesn't have to be something big. Just have something. And then yeah. at night, um, yeah, trying to get to that like 80% fullness and start to pay attention. It sort of goes along with the behaviors like we were talking about earlier, but we don't always need to like clear our place just because it's in front of us. A lot of times we end up eating to like 120 fullness level. Yeah, um, try to eat to like 80%. That's, That's like a Japanese mentality of like, it's like haribachi. I don't know. There's some like Japanese term for it yeah. about 80%. Yeah, I love and, that um, so again, it just like starts to, you do, it takes about five or 10 minutes to have the gut brain connection anyway. So you really do want to, um, give yourself a little bit of time to digest right. and like feel that fullness. And what do you think about like after dinner snacks mm-hmm. or desserts? Like, do you, I mean, I'm fine with it. If you like want to have a a little sweet, that's totally fine. That's not, I don't, I think if you're in that doubt, the habit of needing it every single day, um, then something else is going on, whether it's like, that's usually just more habitual. So I would say in that, like I would prescribe someone like tea with that too. So first you like combine the two and then you try to like just replace. So you don't like have popcorn every night or you don't like have no I don't I, I mean if I'm out with friends I would rather do like a wine or something like that um and otherwise at home I usually just have dinner and then like so maybe all the, the package snacks when are they coming in during the day during the day yeah definitely so you, mid-morning or mid-afternoon but do you eat breakfast lunch and dinner mm-hmm. and do you feel like full during the like I hate feeling full during not the overly day. full yeah I don't like feeling overly full either I'm like a snack. reformed snack Addict. Like I'd rather the snacks. Yeah. So I used to feel like that. And then I started to realize for me personally, me I need too. to have real meals. It, right. it like sustains my blood sugar so much better. I just am like a better, better functioning person. And then I'm not searching for something the whole day. Right. Um, so it's just like a little bit of here and there. I think that's sort of... Um, that like tapas style eating all day long. It just doesn't really work for most people. I think it's not. Yeah. And also in your grazing all day and like in other cultures in Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine, that is not considered like they do not snack at all in between meals. It's considered like, like if you imagine a a pot of rice cooking and then everyone came over and started throwing rice in it as they arrived. And then you have all different sorts of like levels of cookedness. That's how they think of your digestion. That makes so much sense. It doesn't know where you are. Yeah. So sort of giving yourself a little more of like a clock with right. it um, and having a bit of a routine a, a mistaken routine yeah a, a sim- like, yeah it happened for itself totally yeah i totally agree and it's like gonna look different for you and me who have like flexible schedules right. than it is exactly. for someone who's at a nine-to-five job and like but i always think like people get smoking breaks go take a snack break like yeah. or people go take a walk around take the a street walk. and like get a smoothie get a, yeah and get a get a tea get right. you know do something like especially get moving a little bit too so it's such an important part of and in terms of packaged snacks i'm not gonna wrap this up soon but in terms of package snacks do you have like are you into is that okay like yeah i mean i am a big fan like we again we have a shop so like obviously yeah, it's important why. and but i do i still tell clients and like these are for like on the run sort of circumstances when you have access to apple almond butter um avocado um hummus, yeah hummus veggies like if you can make an actual smoothie like go for that these snacks are for like bars are meant to be like for running in between meetings not but what for, about like a lesser evil like yeah a hundred percent totally but when you have access to like real food eat real food these right. are the next level that, and then we have like the kind bars and that sort of stuff like i'm not i end up having that if i'm like traveling too right. but when you have access to like better stuff eat the better stuff um, let yourself have like real food. You'll feel so much more satisfied. Like, so think about the size more. of a bar. It's just like not very much. I never have been into the bar thing. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never understood it. Like yeah. there's always, even if you have like a banana and like a mm-hmm. Justin squeeze, like to me, that's more, I don't know. You can chop it up, like taking two bites of a bar. It's like nothing. And then it's, it's done. Nothing. And that's like 300 calories. Yeah. It's, it's never <laughs> yeah we don't like don't do calories, but that's the one place I'm always like, that just like, doesn't feel like a fair amount of food yeah, for the like, calories. No, um, yeah. So like nuts, seeds are great too. And those are ones too. We do have like packages of those too. So people will like have those. We've like, I so love nut cakes. Yeah. Oh, I love nut, nut seeds. And again, like if someone doesn't do that, do well with them digestion wise, like we'll, we'll chop them. them. Um, but for the most part, I find that people do. I love nuts. Yeah. That's like definitely an, a good food and added food to me. That's a food that I would suggest for most people. Okay. This is well, and then I'll ask you for some advice, but so many people have asked me this. I never know the answer. I'm sure people come to you. What is a great meal for a girl or a guy to have before going out? Like if they're going mm-hmm. to, let's say like something I'm not doing, going like to a club after, <laughs> like what are the, like my friends are always like, what do we eat? Like is sushi better than the sushi with the drinking? Like if you have just a salad, sometimes it's even more bloating. Like what is a good. Yeah. I would do some sort of probably either like a salad or a cooked veggie, depending on if you do feel bloated after that. Um, so like cooked spinach or cooked, um, like any sort of like surf, like veggie stir fry. Is this at home or at a restaurant? Um, let's do both. Okay. So at, if you're at home, then I would do some, I would, I like love zoodles, for example, or like cauliflower rice or something with a piece of fish. And then you have optional, like a half 
half a sweet potato or a right. sweet potato. And you're full like enough to not be thinking about the pizza after. Totally. And that's, right. that's a, absolutely my goal for people too, is like feel satisfied with your meal that you're not, that it doesn't, like that's what we're talking, like right. obsessing over what you're going to yeah. eat next. Like, like you want to, that happens if you're not satisfied with right. what you're actually exactly. eating. So I find that happens if people are eating those like crisp breads, those like um, Gigi's fiber stuff. Like people then are like, what am I going to have next? Cause it's that, not actual girl, fullness. The girls that I know that do that are usually the ones having the late night pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like eat a real freaking meal. Like you're yeah. fine. Um, and then if you were out, like I love like sushi, for example, I would do like a salad, maybe miso soup, um, one roll and then like a couple of pieces of sushi. Made. I always say that like, I think Mexican is a good thing for, for going yeah, I love There's Mexican. Not like so many, like cheese, or maybe, but like I think that like get guac veggies yeah, like, and then a chicken fajita, like a uh, chicken or like right. two tacos, like I you're fine. Really um, yeah, I think it's actually about like eating enough so that then you're not like thinking about food later. Of course, you don't want to feel gross and like your like your out your clothes. I yeah, totally get that, but you need to eat a little something so that you're not like, like and you're, one, you're, you can and wasted too. Yeah. Like that's not cool and also, <laughs> not at all. Um, okay. Lastly, what was I just going to ask you? Um, if you can, if somebody comes to you or asks you for advice, like what's one quick thing you think I should change? Of course there's bioindividuality. Like, do you think? Yeah. But like, okay. Across the board, it's such a boring one, but the first thing that always comes to my mind is drink, is drink way more water. Right. Um, like if you, I want to write a book on water, just like there's, there just, there's so many ways it benefits your body. Okay. So yeah, your skin, but also, and then it's your energy, it's your mood. Like if you think about, uh, like, like a plant in your apartment or like a, a flower, like dying. If you add water back to it, like literally springs yeah, back to like life. That. And that's what happens. Oh, in behind you just that happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks good now. So you must have added water back to it. So that's like water is just like this do not pass go. We have like 64 ounce, a 64 ounce water bottle at our office. Oh, yeah, um, so I we mean, try I to drink two so of them a day. Like, I already have to pee right now. Yeah. So yeah, we suggest like carry it around. No plastics too, which are related, but like from, an, from, if you're doing, if you feel like you're doing everything right and you can't lose weight, a lot of times we look at like, like what are things, what are you carrying things in? So plastics are considered obesogens, which actually oh make us gain weight. They're hormone disruptors and it can um, cause obesity. So that sort of stuff too, we'll like look at on the next, like after looking at food. So I would go water first, then all the food stuff, vegetables are you eating enough. Are you eating like a different person on the weekend is a really right. big one. And then I would look at like sort of how, what are you, what are your daily like habits and like even down to like skincare and stuff right. too. Well, everyone drink water. Thank drink you water. so much. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.